I am recording in two places now. Oh, I did. I, um, my backup recorder it should be right. Don't forget the backup recorder. I can't. I can't tell if you're serious or not about the backup recorder. Are you serious about the backup recorder? I would just wish you recorded in two software pieces of software instead. That's all I. Mean. I don't. I don't think that's possible to do. You can't do that. Uh, uh. And besides, you want like, you want things physically, you want things physically separated. Hmm. Right. If it's if it's one computer, it's no good. It's like you've got you know. You need two things physically recording. Mm-hmm. You need two. Yeah. God damn. It. Oh my god! What are you doing? <laughs> For something that you consider to be so important, which is the backup recorder, why do if you seemingly buried it like under multiple boxes? That's a, that's a good question. Uh, well, okay. So the thing, the thing is, I'm recording from my new office, Mike. Oh. My home office is blue now. Oh, <laughs> new is blue. Blue is new, <laughs> right? And I'm, and I'm, I'm mentally considering it okay. to be my new office okay that's good yeah it's been great but i've also as part of the process of painting it everything came out of the office mm-hmm. and went into the main room of our house which was made things quite cozy uh for the several days mm-hmm. it took to paint i'm sure you were very aware of all the things that you've purchased i became very aware of all the things that i've purchased yeah. i got yeah. rid of a whole bunch of them because again i had collapsed two offices down into one yeah. when i moved out of my old one I was like, there's a bunch of redundant stuff that I got rid of. And I've just, just like re-put everything back into the new blue office. And I haven't, well, I haven't quite figured out what the storage system is going to be. But look, basically, there's been a ton of change here. Mm-hmm. at what i'm thinking of is like the blue engine of spaceship U. oh yeah it's pretty great i love it i'm like i'm so happy about it and it it, it really is the case of like the way you arrange your physical environment matters so much and we can we can talk about this stuff like later but the the short answer to your question is i've spent the last two weeks completely redoing two desks like i got a I got another big desk for this office and like i've set up all of that stuff and to get my office back into a workable state, I just kind of threw a bunch of the stuff that was in my main room into boxes. And I was like, you are my project for later boxes. Uh, like, I'll have to organize you and uh, figure all that stuff out and, like, get a much better storage system for the various things that I have. Mm. But what that means is it just occurred to me. I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure that audio recorder is in the box that's behind me. And then I took a look and I go, oh, no, it's not in this box. I mean, there's only six boxes of things, but they're very dense. So we might be, you know, doing a trapeze show here without two nets underneath us, just one net underneath us. Did you pick blue because of Spaceship U? Is the, no, Mike, it's the other way around. It's, the, it's blue in Spaceship U because that's the color for years and years I've always color-coded as right. important work. But now, but like, did you pick the blue for the office because of that is what I mean. I don't even understand what you're asking. Blue is the color of serious work. Yeah, but your office wasn't blue before. No, I know it wasn't blue before because I just hadn't painted it before. But if you had painted it, it always would be blue is what I'm asking. Yeah, of course. Of course it would be. Like, it couldn't be any other, it couldn't be any other color. It's like, it's like, look, Mike, if I, if I had like um, a dedicated recreation room in the house, Uh it would be green Uh because green is the color of like, oh, I'm relaxing now. I'm, I'm, I'm reading a book here. Yeah. That's just the way the colors would be. They couldn't. Right. You wouldn't make a relaxing room blue. That's yeah, madness. Stupid. It's yeah. A relaxing so room stupid. has to be green. 
Like, what are you even asking me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silly me. So anyway, I don't have a backup recorder. <laughs> just a quick thing. Just a quick point of order. Uh, something I'd like to bring to the the attention of the court. Oh, dear. Wait, wait. The cortex? <laughs> no, no, don't you dare. <laughs> I'd like to... I would just... Look, I just want, like, the court X. stenographer to take it down. Uh-huh. That. I got, I got a lot of flack last time for... Oh... Gray made a schedule, and then he moved the very first incidents of this. Oh, we, here we as go. As Mike said, here we, we didn't even get to one. Here we, we go. Didn't, we didn't even get to one as, as like tears rolled down your cheeks into right. your beard. And it's right. like, yes, yes. Okay, well then guess what? We didn't get to one again, but mm-hmm. it wasn't me this time. Mm-hmm. It was you this time. You moved Cortex, right? So I, right. So I just wanted that like officially on the record oh our our second scheduled time which would have been the first scheduled time i did not move it you moved it all right when was we scheduled for the 10th right I oh i don't i don't know all right <laughs> all, we were scheduled for two days from the now day. i think and i've moved it two days earlier yes yes i did two do days that. earlier no but you see the earlier. thing is though great it doesn't it doesn't it's not the same Right? What do you mean it's not the same? So you can't turn it around on me and be like, you of course I can. No, because I can completely no, turn no, it around. No, because it doesn't. I'm doing you, that right now. I never set the schedule. You set the schedule. So you broke the schedule. You set the schedule and I moved it. That doesn't matter. It's not my schedule. It's yours. <laughs> right? Don't so. give me. Don't give me this schedule. You wanted a schedule for years. Yeah, and you I, wouldn't give I it to gave me. You, I gave you a oh, schedule, you and this is what this is what the sentence <laughs> oh, means, right? Like you. I gave it to you, wrapped up, wrapped up in a little bow, uh-huh. and I said, "Here, Mike. All right. Here is the thing that you have asked and wanted for years, and you were so happy. And you, can't, you know, and now you are only making it. this situation worse for." yourself when you move next month now you're I, I, making look. it a big thing right like you are right. now making it a thing that i moved it so now when you move it it becomes even bigger we're no, basically going to spend no, every look, episode no, for the next year having this back and forth conversation yeah well no but look look i mean I'll, mike I, I know i know what you're trying to say here but let's get real neither of us is really expecting that I'm going to be the one who really sticks to the schedule, right? Like, right. you know, we do, we both know that's not really going to happen. So it, no one's surprised when Gray moves the schedule. It's just, it's pretty shocking that Mike moved the schedule. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Okay. You know, you just, this thing that I gave you, uh-huh. it was just immediately treated very poorly. <laughs> I'm not a very good recipient of gifts. That's true. Yes. And, and, and for a little bit of behind the scenes, we almost had to move it just as we were yep. recording now because mm-hmm. of some stuff that came up and it was like, uh oh. <laughs> so we almost, we almost got like a double move. Yeah, something we've never done before is rearrange after we've begun. Uh, but we right. ended up pulling the parachute on that one. We didn't do it. So anyway, thank you the court for hearing that. And thank you to the stenographer for getting that down on the record. I just, it was very important before we begin to, to have that done yeah all right this september you can join relay fm in support of saint jude's children's research hospital uh, september is childhood cancer awareness month and so we turn our support to saint jude during that period of time childhood cancer remains the leading cause of death by disease for children under the age of 15 and children that are undergoing treatment for cancer and other life-threatening diseases need transfusions, physical and cognitive therapy, and so much more. But the families of St. Jude patients do not pay a dime for this world-class care. 
which is an important thing, especially in America, right? And St. Jude cover the costs for those families because if you are in that situation and your child has been diagnosed with cancer, what you don't want to have to be thinking about is how can I pay for this? But as well as being this incredible hospital for children, St. Jude is also a world-class research institution. St. Jude combines the very best in personalized care with one of the most technologically advanced treatment clinics in the world. It's called the Red Frog Therapy Center. This is the very first proton therapy center dedicated solely to children with cancer. It has the ability to kill and shrink tumors while keeping healthy tissues and organs safe. And St. Jude continues to research the use of proton therapy, preventing the growth and spread of tumors while reducing the risk of treatment-related side effects. And what's so great about St. Jude is because they are a research institution and because they are funded by donations, they give their research away. They don't sell it. They don't keep it for the highest bidder. They share their research with institutions all over the world. You can donate today at stjude.org relay, and you will be joining the fight to end childhood cancer. Once again, that is stjude.org relay. Please go there today and donate for this incredible cause. If you wonder or are wondering, why does Relay FM support St. Jude? Like St. Jude is a hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. Now, this is incredibly personal to us and to me, because my co-founder, Stephen, his son, Josiah, has been a patient at St. Jude since he was a very young baby. He was diagnosed with a brain tumor, and the care and support that St. Jude gave to him allowed him to live today. Without St. Jude, things could have gone very differently, and I consider Stephen's family like an extension of my own family, and to have seen, and I have visited St. Jude multiple times, and seen firsthand what an incredible place this is. And the more we have worked with them over the years, the more I am convinced of the fact that this is a place that deserves donations. And we will continue to keep doing it. We're trying to raise $314,000. So we're doing it again, what we raised last year. I have been absolutely blown away so far by the support of the Relay FM community. And we have raised just an incredible amount of money so far, but we need your help to get us to that goal. So please go to stjude.org slash relay. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much to all the core Texans who help support St. Jude. So once again, that's stjude.org slash relay. Podcast-a-thon too, baby. It's happening. It's happening real soon. Very, very soon. Are you very, very prepared for Podcast-a-thon too? By the time people hear this, I will be more prepared than I currently am. But we'll be in the midst of preparing a lot more. Mm. <laughs> what a what a what a true answer that is. In the future, it will be closer to podcast thon two than it is now. <laughs> I will I will talk in a little later on in the episode. I will talk about why I am about a week behind the preparations mm-hmm. that I wanted to be at. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're getting things set up. So the podcast thon is going to be a six hour live stream that we're doing on Twitch at twitch.tv slash relayfm on September the 18th from 2 to 8 p.m. Eastern time. So you should come and hang out. We've got a lot of fun things planned, a lot of weird challenges, a lot of great guests from uh, Relay FM shows are going to be coming on and we're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff. But getting getting everything set up is is it's becoming quite a task. I think I mentioned on our last episode that I have three areas in Mega Studio 
that I'm I'm making, right? So I spoke about yeah, having right, right. my lounge area, which is fully done now. I've been doing some streams and stuff from there. I have mm-hmm. kind of a desk area, which is partly set up. And then mm-hmm. I had a third area that I wasn't talking about, but I will now talk about. Mm-hmm. It is a gazebo full of balloons, or at least it will be. So, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> so, okay. So this this goes back to last year. Mm-hmm. Um, at the St. Jude campus, they have these filming facilities, and they have two studios. And we used a large studio, and then there was a small studio which we maybe would have been able to use. And I don't know how it came up, but I was very excited about the possibility of every time somebody donated an amount of money, we inflate a balloon and put it in this room. Mm-hmm. So it would show donations during the podcast-a-thon, right? You would see the balloons filling this room. Right. And I was very excited about the prospect of being in that room and like talking, right? Like presenting from the balloon room. It's very excited about this. Uh-huh. But it ended up being outside of our scope last year. And what we did instead was we created a ball pit that we had. So every time somebody donated money, they got their name written on a ball and it got thrown in the ball pit. And there are many times during the podcast where I was standing in the ball pit and recording mm-hmm. from the ball pit. So I always, for Podcast-a-thon 2, wanted to do the balloon room, right? I was fixed on the balloon room. And we were <laughs> going to do the balloon room. But then we couldn't be in Memphis. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make my own balloon room. So inside of Mega Studio, okay. we are going to be erecting a gazebo. Mm-hmm. Is there a different word for gazebo in America? Is that like the people know what that means? I don't know if this is a British term or not. You know what well, I'm talking uh, well, about, right? Well, okay. I think I know what you're talking about because I'm, I'm, I'm hearkening back to my time at the craft fairs and i'm assuming that you're talking about one of these kind of setups where you have like a booth and uh yeah i i think i know what you're talking about okay. but now you are suddenly making me doubt like do you do you mean a gazebo like you would find out on a lawn like the kind of thing that people get married in is that what you mean yeah but like a small one of those oh okay that's not at all what i had in my head when you were talking about. So, okay so you mean how do the balloons stay in we have netting around it. So I was able to find a gazebo oh, okay. that had netted walls. Okay. So the balloons won't escape and you'll still be able to see in. Right. The balloons won't escape and you won't escape. You'll just be in. No, be I'll just keep walking in and out. Okay. I mean, again, like as of right now, the gazebo is not up. It will be. You, okay. I was like, do you have a picture of this thing? But you don't have a picture of this thing because you haven't built it. Well, I can show you what it will look like. Okay. Yeah. I, w- I would like a photo here because I'm just, look, Mike, human communication is very hard. And suddenly I'm just filled with doubts that I have anything in my head like what you're actually doing. Okay. I just sent you a link to what I have procured. Okay. Let's see what this gazebo looks like. They call it a pop-up marquee. Oh, okay. Well, now that makes me think I'm thinking of the original thing that I was thinking of. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Right? This is, okay, yes. All right. You understand what I'm doing? Okay, yes. I understand what you're doing. Now, the, the thing is, this is much closer to what I was imagining, like, say, you know, a young boy would sell pretzels out of with his father. Like, this is it's much closer to that yeah. than when you were like, no, no, it's like a gazebo that people get married in. And then I was thinking of, like, a wooden thing in a park, and I was, I just didn't know what was going on here. Yeah, so, no, okay. that was the wrong one. But, like, so, but but uh, now you say that, like, the wooden ones. Yeah, but mar- people also get married in marquees, right, which is just kind of close to. 
but bigger ones. Anyway, this is what I'm erecting in the studio, inside of my studio. Okay. And we'll be filling with balloons with the idea that as we raise money during the podcast-a-thon, the balloon room will get more full. I like it. And I will be able to be inside the big full balloon room. Obviously, to do this requires the pre-filling of many, many hundreds of balloons, right? You're not going to fill them live on air? Some, for sure. Okay. But not all, because otherwise the sound of balloons being inflated will be the entire six hours, right? (laughs) So we're going to fill up many hundreds of balloons in advance, (laughs) me and Adina, here Mm -hmm. in Mega Studio, put them in nets, put them behind the gazebo, and slowly fill up the gazebo. Are you filling them with helium? Like they're going to flip balloons? No, I thought about helium, but there was a couple of things with helium. One... The ceilings of Mega Studio were very high, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be dealing with that. And two, helium balloons will go to the top, mm-hmm. which won't have the visual effect of filling. Right. Right? It will go the other way. Yeah, it'll more be like helium balloons are crushing you from above. Right. I wasn't planning to say anything, but I was also just wondering, what is the, like, those those gazebos, as uh-huh. you call them, they, like, they're not that heavy and i was just beginning right. to wonder like what's the <laughs> what's the maximum thrust of all of these balloons and i was just going to keep real quiet if the See, answer that would have been yes. actually quite a fun thing to have occurred right but uh like how how many balloons until the gazebo leaves the ground would have been yeah, quite uh, a fun moment <laughs> but no it, we're going to be doing air and that's so, yeah that's like that's the big thing that i've been keeping under my hat i mean so here's the thing like when when i'm releasing this episode because of things i will get to later in this episode we have not had the ability to start the setup of this so like Mm -hmm. i'm putting it all on the line here gray has the gazebo been delivered like is it in oh i have it all i have everything i have many hundreds of balloons i have an inflating machine i have the gazebo the nets and the whole nine yards okay great then you're set what could go wrong i know what could go wrong it feels like everything i have everything how could anything go wrong so I, we've we've put up the metal part and taken it down again, so we know it fits because mm. it's massive. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because funnily enough, gazebos difficult to buy during COVID. Why they're out of stock everywhere? Because people are putting them up in their gardens. Uh, I was like, to I was have like, people shouldn't be outside. What are they doing? But they're but in no, their gardens, sense. right? Right. They're, ma- they're making little rooms for themselves yeah. in their gardens. Right. So it ended up being a thing that was trickier to procure than I had expected. Hmm. What are you going to do with it long term? Don't know, man. <laughs> I haven't thought that far out yet. Okay. So when it is up, what yeah. percent of the floor space of Mega Studio would you say it's taking up? Um, good 25%. So it's probably not something you'd want to leave up indefinitely. Oh, it's coming down again, for sure. Okay. But when it's down, it's it's very small, actually. I was I was just thinking, like, maybe this could be a fun, like, VR room for you. You can have, like, oh, the, the gazebo is now the VR cave. But if it's 25% of Mega Studio, you probably don't want to do that. That is a fun idea, but it's far too big <laughs> for, mm. for, to be a permanent fixture. Hmm. But, yeah, I, I will keep it because, like, you know. You never know when you need a balloon room, I guess. But it also, when it's down, it's not that large at all. Yes, yes. It's, it's like a pretty small box that goes inside. Mm. Well, that will be delightful. <laughs> it's one of the many, many fun things that we have planned for Podcastathon 2, but is part of the very, very large job for a two-person team to put together. 
but if you're going to do it, go for it. And that's what we're doing, right? Mm. We're just going for it and see what happens and we're going to have fun along the way and it's going to be, this week is going to be wild. I would like the time tracking numbers for filling balloons. Like I'd love mm. to see what percent of the year that ends up being uh, later on. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I'll let you know. It's going to be a combined number. Mm-hmm. It's not just me, thankfully, filling these things. Yes, you, uh, Mike, you are a very, very busy boy this upcoming week, and I do not, I do not envy you. (laughs) I do not envy you at all. (laughs) This episode of Cortex is brought to you by Squarespace. You can make your next move with Squarespace because they will let you create the website to give your next idea the perfect home. They have all of the tools that you will need to build the website that you want to show off your next project, to show off your next idea, or maybe even an event that you've got going on. Whether you want to create an online store, a portfolio, or a blog, it doesn't matter because Squarespace has all of the tools that you're going to need. It is an all-in-one platform. There's nothing to install, nothing to patch, no upgrades needed. They take care of all of that stuff so you don't have to. Squarespace have got you covered. I really love Squarespace apps for iOS, so their iPad app is fantastic. You can build and customize your website in the app. They also have an analytics app as well with great alerts and great information to show you when you've got uh, some good traffic stuff to be taken care of and to be looking at on your website. I really love those features they have award-winning 24 7 customer support squarespace so if you need any help they've got people there to help you and as i mentioned you can very quickly and easily grab a unique domain name to give your website the name that it deserves go right now and check out squarespace for yourself go to squarespace.com cortex and you can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required and then when you want to sign up for a plan just use the code cortex and you will get 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show. That is squarespace.com slash cortex and the code cortex for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM, Squarespace. Make your next move, make your next website. So I've been doing a lot of Twitch streaming in the lead up to the podcast-a-thon. So like we've been mm-hmm. doing some additional streams, games and, and some in-person kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. And I am reminded how much I enjoy streaming as an activity. What do you like about it? I like that there's so much additional stuff that you can do that you can't do with audio, right? Like it's video. It's the video thing, right? Like, you know, I can hmm. play games. I can show things. Um, like I've been doing some show and tell of my growing keyboard collection. No, oh, the keyboard collection. Yeah. We'll come back to that. So many, time, so many, so many keyboards. It's yeah, it's a collection uh, now. It's a thing. I got a. It's a big thing in my life um, but at the moment. But so like I'm, I'm enjoying that. And what I like about the about Twitch streaming specifically is it doesn't have the overhead of post video, right? Like there's no editing. It has many of the things that I enjoy about video as a medium without me having to think about putting in the many hours of work of the editing and publishing that YouTube does, right? Is that is that just because of the expectations of the platform or is that a side effect of Twitch ditches your streams after, uh, I don't know what it is, what is it, like a month or something, all the streams go away? I don't know. Well, I, I mean, you can, I mean, I can host them on the YouTube channel and I'm, I'm planning on doing that for some stuff, mm-hmm. but it's just the fact that like, all there is from a production perspective is, the, is what's happened live. Mm-hmm. And that, and then that's the end. That's the video, right? So mm-hmm. like, there's nothing more to do after that period of time, really. Like, there is no mm-hmm. edit to do for for me with what I'm doing because it's not like the vlogs or it's not like product review videos where mm-hmm. like you do all the filming and then you start all the editing. 
right. we have a Twitch stream. It's just like, this is what I produced. And you can choose to have been there when it was happening, or you can mm. choose to watch it after the fact. And, and that's all it is. And I think I, I kind of like that. And I'm thinking about maybe now I have room and space and stuff like that here in the studio, like trying to make more a more permanent setup for that is definitely something that I'm going to consider. Like I'd spoken about, always spoken about having like video ambitions here mm-hmm. because I will be able to set stuff up and have it be more permanent. But I think now that I will probably be turning my attention more towards streaming than producing so basically more towards Twitch than YouTube. It's just the casualness of it. That's what you like. I li- yeah, I like the casualness of the the actual video itself, right? Like the the making of it. Like I like the interaction method of streaming, like talking to people that are in the chat room, like in the in the live chat and stuff like that. I enjoy that. Um, I find it to be quite chill, actually. <laughs> like as a way of producing content, it is much more relaxed for me than other types of stuff that I make. Like the expectations are different. Mm -hmm. So I find that quite relaxing as a content production thing. And I also just like that it's you sit down, you do the thing, you get up and you're done. There's Mm -hmm. no more. All that's there is what you did. What you put into it when you are live is all that exists. And and I, I, I kind of find that quite refreshing because that's not like the other content that I make. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've 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 had this. I, I keep asking because I've had this like on and off again. Like, what is live streaming? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just I I never feel like I'm able to get into it. Like, I've never found content creators that have been like, oh, I really enjoy watching a bunch of this live stuff. Yeah, I have also been watching way more Twitch streams. Okay, so like that's part of it. Is like I'm I've found a type of content that i like Mm. to watch which is people building keyboards oh okay right right. hanging out and building keyboards and i've been enjoying that content i find it very relaxing to watch Mm. um so like it's it's content that i am watching like semi-actively you know right yeah i mean i i can get that like I mean, the the most recent live thing I did watch was I, I did watch Stephen put the wheels on his Mac Pro. Like I, oh, yeah. You see <laughs> stuff like that. So like he mentioned yeah. on that stream an idea that I am saying that I really want him to do. So I'm mm-hmm. now going to say on this show as a way to okay. push him further. So there was a show called This Old House in America, right? I think it was called. Yeah, it yeah. was like a home renovation show or something. And he referenced like this old Mac where like maybe every Sunday he could take apart an old Mac and show you the insides. Mm. And I just thought like, yeah, man, like I would love that. Right. Cause mm-hmm. I like, I think I have come to enjoy this like calm, comforting type of content that the in-person Twitch streaming can be. Hmm. Right. And and I think like a lot of the time on Twitch it's called like just chatting or whatever, but I, I I'd like there to be a thing that's going on as well as the interaction. So like with the keyboard streamers that I watch, they're doing something and also having conversations with the people that are there in the Twitch chat, right? Mm-hmm. So I like the mixture of that, which is like the calm conversation. A lot of them as well have like beds of calming music through the streams which i also really like like the lo-fi hip-hop type stuff <laughs> yes yes no no I, I feel like your uh 
your watchword for this one is calm, right? Mike, like yeah. you've, you've said it so many, like Mike wants something that's calm. And I'm just, I was just trying to think of like the, the few things that I've seen that's live and, and I was, and I'm trying to like bring some stuff up in my mind that's similar to this. But a, fr- a friend of mine, I, I did get into it for a little bit, but not permanently. A friend of mine showed me these, uh, I don't know how to describe it, like these crazy Mario Maker levels, like yeah, the world's most insanely difficult levels of Mario that you have ever seen. Mm-hmm. And as for someone who was totally unfamiliar with Mario Maker, it was very like, what is this madness? Yeah, it's a wild game. I never really got into it, but but I can see why people like it. Yeah, but anyway, so the thing about those streams is like, yes, the person who's playing the this this incredibly hard level is casually chatting with the audience about whatever, but I would not describe it as calm because in the background they're pulling off just these totally insane maneuvers and all i could think of is how can you possibly have a conversation with anyone while you're also doing these unbelievably god tier level moves in the background well that's because to them it's like (laughs) it's flow right uh, yes, I'm I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is, but I I don't think it, it wasn't like a calming viewing experience, right? Right. Where whereas watching Steven put the wheels on his Mac Pro, I don't know. I, I I watched it, but I also felt like, oh, this is like a like a weird art project that he's doing over here. Uh, and it was a much more relaxing experience. So that's kind of like where I am with this, right? Where like I am in it's like you know, I'm I I feel like it's a, a common thing for me where if I find a type of content that I enjoy consuming, mm. I like to see if I can do it. Yeah. Right? I this is this is a trait of me that I have come to realize about myself maybe in the last year. Mm. Where like I've started to think like why do I do I try I try lots of things, right? And see mm. what works and see what I like and what doesn't like. And it's very frequent that like I will come across a style of content. Mm. I will consider can I try that? I like consuming it. Would I like making it? And I try, and sometimes it sticks and sometimes it doesn't. And I've kind of always been this way, but I've kind of mm. become self-aware about this of myself maybe in the last year or so. So it's like similar where like I have enjoyed watching this type of content. It is about a thing that I am becoming increasingly interested in. And so maybe I will try doing some of it myself. And I've been doing a couple of streams in this vein uh, during September because as we've been hitting different fundraising amounts through the campaign, we've been doing content. And Steven's wheel thing was was one of those. Mm-hmm. Where he, he basically changed the feet out of his Mac Pro to the really expensive <laughs> wheels. Right. And and like and I I really enjoyed watching Steven do that in a similar vein where it was like it was really chill. Uh, and I think I like that kind of I like I, I have come to enjoy that kind of content. And mm-hmm. so I'm also thinking like are there things that I can do in that space? Maybe. Yeah. Well, it's it's all it's also it's also a very natural part of the creative process that it doesn't matter what it is. Like if it's if it's live streaming, you know, you watch a bunch of different content creators making live stream stuff, and then you start to develop like preferences or or like genre sensitivities where you think, oh, I like it when people do this, or I don't like it when people do that, and and then like I think it it can very naturally just lead you into thinking oh if i was going to do a version of this how how would i do it and and yeah i I think that can just naturally happen for any kind of entertainment like uh 
Yeah. I mean, I know when I made that Tikoi video, I watched like a billion urban exploration videos mm-hmm. around that time where I'm just like, what's this genre like? You know, what, you know, when I'm putting this together, what do people do that I like? And what do people do that I don't like? And let me try to make my version of this thing. And I think, I think that happens really naturally with any kind of creative project. I mean, the flip side of that is it's sort of cliche, but it is true where you sometimes run into people where they're like, oh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on a, on a novel or whatever. And you're like, do you read a lot of fiction? And you go, no, no, I don't read a lot of fiction, but I'm writing this novel. It's like, oh, no, <laughs> that project is doomed. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think it's pretty normal in the cre- like for people that are creative, right? That yeah. like, you look at something and, and when you start to like it, you can't help but think, like, can I do that too? And how yeah. would I do that if I was going to do that? And like, it ends up becoming a thing. And I think certain people will not make it but i almost can't help myself but to always want to try yeah yeah and i i can see uh you know chill live with mike as a as a future project for sure like if it sounds very up your alley it fits for me Mm -hmm. basically i want to get to a point where i learn and and i'm learning to like build my own keyboards right Mm -hmm. like from you buy the kits and you put them together and i kind of figure if i'm going to want to learn that anyway I may as well just do this stuff on live streams, right? Like it just... Oh, uh, okay. So you want to live stream the process. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's something I'm thinking about and I'm kind of just putting, I'm just noodling on it a little bit. Like you're going to learn soldering? Is that one of the things you're yeah. going to do? Mm-hmm. Soldering is fun. I've never done it. It feels like one of those things where it's kind of missing from my geekdom to have done anything with electronics. Right, your 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 geek resume, right? Yeah, that's the, you want to put soldering on there. Yeah, I want to get the the badge, right? Yeah, that's, that's what I was just thinking. It's like the merit badge. You can you can prove like able to poorly solder two things together. Great, uh-huh. tick, got it done. <laughs> they didn't fall apart immediately. Yes, exactly. Because I've never really done anything like that. This feels like a low stakes thing to try. You know, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, and I just want to give it a go and. Basically, it all comes back to that tweet that was sent into this show. The Ask Cortex question that mm-hmm. we had, it was like in, which started this whole journey. It was from uh, someone called Noit, and they sent this back in 2019, but we read it on a show much later, basically saying, if either of you have ever used mechanical keyboards, have you ever been tempted further down the rabbit hole of fancier keyboards? I can see Mike's love of pens transporting to this. Right. And they were right. Like and this this kind of interest, this kind of hobby, I think it, it actually intersects with a lot of things that I like because it mm-hmm. also is technology. Mm. You know, as well as being collecting and customization and stuff like that. So so why not turn it into some kind of content? But what I don't want to do is make a podcast. Like I don't I don't want to do that. I have no interest in that. Yeah, and it's something like Mike learns to build a keyboard is poor podcast content. It doesn't. It's just not suited for it. Right. No, but I could and make a version of the Pen Addict, but with keyboards. Not Mike learning, but like Mike being interested in this hobby, finding mm. someone more knowledgeable than him to help teach him and the audience if they're interested, and then over time my knowledge builds and then it becomes talking about what new products exist in the world, right? Like there Mm. is definitely the pen addict model would fit for keyboards easy, but I don't want to do that Mm. just because I, uh, 
as I think I've said this before on on the show of like when I was talking about having hobbies, and this is definitely a hobby. It's like not turning it into work. And yeah, so the streaming it's stuff hard to do, right? But <laughs> exactly. But the streaming stuff is like I don't really think of that as at the moment. I'll say this. I mean, who knows? But like, it doesn't. <laughs> I was like, oh my, come know. on, you know? <laughs> oh, I don't really think of this as work yet. <laughs> it's far enough away at the moment from what I do, right, for a right. living. And if it ended up becoming something that was work-like, that would mean that it was successful. Otherwise, it's just right. going to be maintained to be my hobby. But what I I don't feel the same Twitch streaming than I do recording shows. Like it, it right. does, it, it, it's working different parts of my brain. It's like I really loved recording videos. I hated editing them mm-hmm. because editing was too close to the editing that I do for audio. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pandemic busy, my friend. <laughs> pandemic busy. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna add live streamer to your repertoire here, and yeah, and, and again, it's like as soon as as soon as you start getting, you know, whatever it is, like the Twitch version of of YouTube super chats, like Twitch donations, like mm-hmm. so then it's going to suddenly become much more much more work like. Uh, but like you said, that that just means that it's become a successful project. Uh, but it's it's charming to hear you say that now at, at the beginning of it. Like, oh, this isn't work. <laughs> I'm knowing my boundaries though, right? Yeah. Well, like I have set the boundary of I'm not starting a podcast about mechanical keyboards. That boundary is set. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's the right decision. <laughs> and if I want to dabble in other things, I will allow myself to do that. Mm-hmm. Because as well, it's an expensive hobby. So if I, if I want to do it, trying to make some money from it is a good, like that's good for the spreadsheets. Right, right. right. You're going to try to recoup that. I can try and bring some of that money back into the business a little bit. But like it, it feels like something to play around with in an area which could be, which intersects, I think, enough with some of my other hobbies. So I kind mm-hmm. of want to tinker with it without integrating it into my current creative work. That's kind mm-hmm. of the important part for me. Is I want it to be adjacent, not part of what I'm already doing. If I do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which you totally are going to do. Well, you know. We'll see. The podcast that on being over is going to free up quite a lot of time in my schedule again, which I'm excited about. Busy, busy, Mike. This episode is brought to you by our friends at FreshBooks. FreshBooks can help you save time, can help you save hassle with their super simple cloud accounting software. They simplify tasks like invoicing, expense tracking, getting paid online to make sure that you can get your work done. And they have done this for their over 10 million customers, helping them deal with the hassles of getting rid of paperwork from their lives. What I love about FreshBooks is how simple and how easy it is to keep on top of the things that I need. Every time I log in, there's a notification center right there. It's like my personal assistant when it comes to finances. I'll be told everything that's changed in my business since I last logged in and what needs to be dealt with. And this is available to you too. You should sign up for FreshBooks right now because you will also be able to automate late payment email reminders, meaning that you'll be spending less time chasing people, sending those emails saying, hey, did you get that invoice? Did you get that invoice? FreshBooks will tell you that they've received it, will tell you when it's opened, and they can also automate those late payment email reminders so you don't have to be chasing people down. This is one of the things that I really love about FreshBooks. It makes me feel like I'm in control and also keeps me from having to spend so much time dealing with the paperwork, dealing with the invoices that I don't really want to have to focus on. If you're listening to this show and you still haven't used FreshBooks, now's the time to try it. They are giving an unrestricted 
30-day free trial for listeners of this show with no credit card needed. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash cortex and enter cortex in the how did you hear about us section. That's freshbooks.com slash cortex for a 30-day free trial of FreshBooks. Our thanks to FreshBooks for their support of this show and Relay FM. So the reactions to our last episode were incredibly fun. <sighs> they fell into two camps. People who were shocked like me that it had never come up that me and you understood note-taking so fundamentally differently. Mm. And people that were surprised that they took notes the same way that you did or thought about notes the same way that you did and didn't mm. know that the rest of the world thought differently to them. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of feedback. I don't know. I just I, I I felt like I was in literal pain listening back to that episode for my pass of the edit where I was like, oh no. Past Gray is doing such a terrible job explaining anything here. And it's just like this is just this is what he sounds like when he's in the middle of a project. Mm-hmm. It seemed like there was definitely an episode that caused a lot of discussion and generated a lot of interesting feedback. But for me it was mostly like, ugh. Why do I explain things so poorly when I'm in the middle of them? But um, are you going to take another crack at it? No, I'm not going to take another crack at okay. it because I'm still because I'm still, still in, in the, the middle, middle of it, right? Okay. I'm still like, don't rush me, Mike. Well, <laughs> like, I this don't is... know. I, I don't know where you are in it, right? This is me asking you. Yeah, I'm I'm still very in the middle of of this. I don't know. I I I think I partly sounded like just a complete weirdo on the last episode, and a lot of a lot of the feedback seemed to line up with that, like. How does how does he do anything if yeah. he's not doing what I think of as notes? Like yeah. that was an, that was an overwhelming tidal wave of feedback of like, how are you re- able to accomplish your job at all if you don't take notes? Well, that like, feedback also know. came directly from me to you. I still don't feel like I fully understand how you manage anything, really. <laughs> yeah, and there's a still and there's still totally a part of me which is like, I don't know about these notes. I don't know about this. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this is going to be a longer threat for a while. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe. Again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still very much on the side of just that brains are really different, and I think the feedback itself just totally demonstrated this: that there is a way that some portion of the population does think about notes in the way that I do, which is like, what is this? What you know, what is this for? Mm-hmm. And. You think you could see it pop up where it was the same thing where they're like, oh, the other people are really doing something. I just always assumed it was nonsense, too. Right. And this this is what I mean. Just like brains are different and you can find these little divisions, but they're just not you just don't know where they're going to be or, or it's not obvious where they're where they're going to pop up. But yeah, I am still I am still very in the middle of this. I'm, I'm still sort of working out what what the new system will be. So I don't I don't. I don't have a lot of specific follow-up like you may have hoped on this on this topic. But um, I wasn't expecting much, uh, being honest. Yeah. Uh, it, I just wondered how if you'd gotten any further, and if you had, how far. Yeah. So I, I guess I guess I would say, while while I don't, I don't have a clear direction forward. At this point, I have very clearly decided oh the past goodbye like it, i'm just gonna dump some kerosene on all of my evernotes walk away and throw a match over my shoulder Whoom! year zero we're beginning again 
and let's figure out from here what the new glorious future will be. And I've, I've picked intentionally two video topics for the next two projects that are, are almost like toy projects that are easy to play around with this topic of, oh, how would notes work? And that, that's what I'm working on while I'm trying to figure out, like, what is the new system going forward? Also, especially after the, you know, personally crushing decoy incident, mm. like, it's useful anyway to pick lighter topics for the next two videos instead of uh, some of my original plans, which were, like, very complicated videos. And it's like, you know what? This is not the time to do that. So I, I picked a couple of toy topics of, like, okay, these are easy to do. I know I won't, won't run into any major problems here. And the first one, stylistically, I'm even doing it. So it's very clear that like, this is not a 100% serious video. So it's like, if there's a, if there's a minor factual error, like it's fine. Cause this is clearly not supposed to be like an encyclopedia entry on this topic. And so that's sort of what I've done topic wise for what I'm working on. And I also think the the freedom and the lightness of topics gives me a lot of room to play around with what the system is or how, how do the notes work. And because they're smaller topics, I can like just crunch up a bunch of stuff I've worked on and try to format it in a different way and see how that works. So I'm just, I'm very experimental. I'm very experimental with notes for the time being. And I'm just sort of seeing, seeing what's going on and trying to figure out what the, what the future will be. But I, I guess that's also a little bit of saying for the YouTube audience, maybe it's now a time to be a bit patient on when the next video will be. Like I'm, do, I'm doing a total like once in a decade oh. reboot of uh, <laughs> the way I work. Interesting. Yeah. It's a choice that you make, right? You can, you can choose that like I'm going to make this change before the next video or you can be like, well, I'm going to keep working the old way and develop the new way. But I can understand from your perspective that well, the the reason this is happening is not because you had a new idea or found a new system that you thought might be fun to play around in. If you've highlighted that you need to, to look at this as a potential way to help you in the future, then it, you'd be kind of foolish to not do this beforehand. Uh, you know, I took it very seriously what I said at the end of the CGP Grey was wrong video of like, oh, like you've done this autopsy and like at the end of that video, I say, oh, you know, if we need to change things, we're going to change things. I, I didn't specify because I, I just didn't have any idea like what that specifically would mean. But that has very directly translated into like, OK, I need to rethink the way I do primary sources and my notes on primary sources. Right. I also just realized I said it in a, a slightly strange way there. But I, when I mean like the next video, I, I think what I a, a clearer way to say it is like excluding these couple of toy projects where mm. I'm just experimenting like. The next heavyweight video. You have some right. uh, light gray videos, maybe. Could, yeah, something right? something along those right. lines. Um, stuff that isn't, maybe it's easier to say, like stuff that in nature is not something that requires heavy research like Tikoi did. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Would you call it gray explains in that sense? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. The videos, the, the t toy projects are still like, they're going to get that official logo on the side, which makes them like the official real Gray Explains videos. Right. But the topics have just been selected for very limited scope. That's good. But, That's clever. Yeah. Well, it's it's also like, it's been a good time to like step back and take a, not a break exactly, but just do a rethink. You're reevaluating some stuff. Yeah. yeah. That, that Gray was wrong project was, was 
extremely taxing on a very short period of time. And I just knew like, okay, this, this costs a lot of like work points yeah, yeah. that are going to take a long <laughs> amount of time to recharge. And so yeah. like doing the note stuff is a good thing to be tinkering with like while I'm building back up to that. And then what I was thinking about is like, oh, okay, well, if I'm burning the past, the future is now totally, totally gone. And all of my vague plans for like, oh, this is the rough outline of the next six videos. I was like, forget that, whoosh, in the garbage too. Like today is a new day, like from right now, given what you know, like what topics would you select if nothing else mattered? And it's like, oh, okay, there's two obvious ones that I can play with like and then I'll do a reevaluation of what the what the rest of the topics are going to be. So so that's a little bit of of where I am with uh with the redoing of the notes. Well, I look forward to coming back to it further. I really look forward actually to finding out which app you end up landing on. That that's the thing that I'm, that's, uh, I'm no, really that's, interested yeah, in. That's that's all people want to know. People want to know about apps. Well, that's of course the only they thing do. They want to know. <laughs> Uh, let me rephrase it. People in general probably don't care. Cortexans, they really care. Right? Yeah, no, Cortexans really care about the apps. Mm-hmm. And and also, I get it, right? Like, we, we all know, like, oh, gear is the most exciting. The apps are the most interesting, right? Because they are the physical and digital instantiations of ideas. Mm. I do totally get why people care. You know, oh, what pen did you write that novel with, right? People want to know. I do have some initial thoughts okay so there's this phenomenon where once you notice something you notice it everywhere it's the beta meinhof phenomenon yes thank you i was like i couldn't remember the name for it's it it's one of the only things like this i remember because i i i love bringing it up and okay. i had to look it up so many times that it's stuck in my brain okay how do you say it it's what? beta meinhof Bader Meinhof. Okay. Mm-hmm. How would you explain it to the audience then if you've looked it up so many times? So the Bader Meinhof phenomenon is you become aware of something and then you see it everywhere in real life. A good example is for people is like you buy a car or someone you know buys a car and then you see that model of car everywhere. Right, right. So I'm having, a, I don't know if it is this phenomenon. I have a suspicion that it's kind of not. But at the same time, I also feel like, Oh, the whole world of notes is going through a revolution right now. No, you 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 have hit it on a very like weird time, right? Huh. Where like this might be part of the reason why you've realized that this is the thing that that you're not doing like everybody else because mm-hmm. you have started to look at notes at a time when everyone is doing wikis, right? Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is a big upending in the way that note applications are looked at. Um, mm. And it is this thing of like the notion nation, yes. um, the Roman rovers. Uh, Rome yeah, no, rovers. no, it was the Roman. I think the one I heard I liked best was the Roman legion, which feels really okay, obvious so in retrospect. I really like that. But there's a reason we, because I also heard people say Roman empire. We didn't come on that because we were going for alliteration of all of them. That's why we never got to any of the Roman ones. But I, I like Roman Legion. I like Roman, Roman Legion, Legion. is good. So yeah. I'm, Notion Nation is just funny, and we can, we yeah. don't have to alliterate everything because Roman Legion is excellent. Okay, so I feel slightly less crazy with you mentioning this because I, I have though been feeling like, oh, I'm paying attention to notes, and so suddenly the whole world is paying attention to notes, and it's like that's not how the world works, but apparently it is. No, and it no, is. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> so don't. Thank you, for conf- thank, you, thank you for confirming that. Like just, just as I suspected, like <laughs> the my, world revolves my, around me. Good to know. Good to and know. as quantum mechanics tells me, like my pure attention creates the world as it is. Perfect. That's exactly what I thought. So right. anyway, 
Okay. I have been looking into the notes. There is this idea that's been going around in this discussion of notes that my attention has created, which I, I think encapsulates a clear idea. And it's this distinction between Evernote, Rome, and Notion, and like what kind of person each of these apps are for. And the idea is Evernote is for librarians, Rome is for gardeners, and Notion is for architects. And I've seen this like all over the place, this concept from people who are trying to think about these different note systems. And I do think there's something really hmm. there's something really good about it, which is why it's an idea that's spreading. I think the gardener one is the one that's the most confusing to me. The yes, other two, yes. like librarian and architect, I can kind of get around that, but I don't know why Notion is for gardeners. It's Rome is Rome is for gardeners. Rome is Notion for is for architects. Okay, um, still hasn't helped. No, no, yes, well, no, well, so the but the gardeners one. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But okay. it, as soon as I heard, that, I was like, oh, this makes total sense. And yes, librarians makes perfect sense. Notion is something that's been incorporated into like my workflow purely through my assistant. Mm -hmm. And it also is like, oh, this, of course, is this good tool for architecting uh, like a more permanent structure around something like a company, right? And procedures and checklists and how do you do all of this? You know, it's, it's, why, it's why Notion allows you to throw a database in the middle of your text file. Like it's sort of leans in this direction of, you want to build a beautiful cathedral that is complete about this topic. Like that's the way that tool works. So the Rome is for gardeners one. Like the reason this is confusing to you, Mike, is because I think the idea that this is trying to express is the same kind of idea in the Zettelkasten system that I was describing last time. You're not making the outline ahead of time. You don't know specifically what it is that you're building. And unlike a library, you're not trying to file things within a hierarchical Dewey Decimal system. You are having things grow and you're sort of tending to them as they grow. And and the idea here is also like it's not a you know, it's not a not a, like an English garden where everything is like like sharply cut lines. It's more like, oh, this is like a wild managed garden, and you are the person who's overseeing it. And that's like the idea in the Zettelkasten system. And that's also why it makes sense the way Rome does things. It's like, oh, okay. It's, it is leaning you in this other direction of it's really easy to create notes. Uh, it's really easy to link notes to each other. The, the focus is, is like much less on the specific content of any particular note like Notion does. And it's more about the relationships between them. And I just think like this is, seems to me like a pretty good division in how do people work these three ideas. And even the Gardner one being a little bit confusing to me seems like, no, but that makes sense because if you are this sort of person, it just makes sense to you right away. And I think very clearly like, oh, I got attracted to Zettelkasten in the first place because the ideas that I originally came across related to it, like this makes much more sense to me than any of the other two messages. So all of that is to say that Rome is obviously the tool that I should use, but I don't like it. <laughs> and I don't, I don't like, like it, it for reasons that are incredibly hard to pin down. Like, I was trying to think about it before the show of like, I, I need to be able to put into words like why I don't like Rome. 
and I can come up with nothing specific that doesn't sound ridiculous. So I'll just say, like, this is the way life is sometimes. Sometimes you find yourself a little repelled from something, and you just don't know why. And it's okay to go with your gut sometimes. Let me throw in some of the reasons that I don't like it at the moment, and it might change. One, there's mm-hmm. no apps, right? I'm yeah. Like, I'm not interested in that. And then because it's just for the web, like, and it's just on the web, it feels like it has absolutely zero personality. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nothing. It's like, here's just some white pages and you just go for it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't It doesn't feel like it has a personality of any kind. Maybe that's not important. Probably not important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I reckon I would maybe feel better about it if there was an app. But, like, it just, I don't want to use a web page. Mm-hmm. like to to put my notes into i just don't want to do that you know it's like one of the reasons i'm turned off of notion is right like it just feels like it's the web even mm-hmm. though it's an app you know so like to be honest i'm not sure that i would ever really be that interested in trying something like rome because even when they build mm-hmm. an app i expect it will just be a web view inside of an application mm-hmm. especially when it comes to stuff like notes there's like a, a security that i feel from it in that it being like a feels like a native application it just makes me feel more comfortable to trust my notes to that Mm -hmm. that's why i like the notes app i like bear i I don't really use bear for notes i use it for like markdown for longer Mm -hmm. writing but if i was gonna not use the apple notes app bear is the app i would use yeah i mean bear is doing more and more stuff like this by the way you might want to look at it gray for like connecting notes together and they just introduced, they've been doing this for a while where you can link from note to note, but now mm. they've done it where you can link to sections of other notes. Yeah, I I, I did see that. And and again, it's just so. like, because my attention is turned to this topic now, <laughs> right? I was like, oh, Nevera is doing this thing too. Right, but now <laughs> I feel like I am in this too, because like, I mm-hmm. think I would have previously just ignored that headline, but right. now I'm like, oh, notes, right? Like, <laughs> even though I'm not doing what you're doing, but now my yeah. brain is tuned to every piece of notes news. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 of course we have now done this to the listeners, where I think many of them will have never even like come across mm-hmm. a piece of notes news in forever, and it's like now every 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 scrap of notes news is going to like be blared into their attention because of this, especially anything noteworthy. Mm. <laughs> I'm glad you're pleased with yourself, everyone. <laughs> Very um, <laughs> so pleased. <laughs> I thought scrap was like close enough without being a pun, but no, you gotta, you gotta, gotta go one further. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't cheesy enough, Greg. Come on. I want to, I will turn my attention back to Rome because I know mm-hmm. they're building an app and that's when I will give it much more of its due. I just yeah. know that there's no point in me trying to use it now because it's just not the tool for me if it's on the web right. only. Yeah. Because like yeah. I like to write notes anytime i don't want to wait for an internet connection Mm -hmm. that is like a very important thing for me like if this does not work offline i can't trust it as my notes app because i would Mm -hmm. want to retrieve and add that information without waiting without delay without fail so i need to know that all of that content is available to me whenever i need it and and a web page is is not that right like mm. if i have something i want to write a note about i need to write it right now and it needs to go where it needs to go that's why mm. i trust apple notes right like it does that for me the syncing is fantastic the notes are always where i need them 
you know, like you, a notes, Apple Notes database builds incredibly fast. Like if I have a new machine, it's syncing my hundreds and hundreds of notes takes a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what I want. I don't want to be going out to the web every time. Yeah, yeah. No. It doesn't feel reliable enough for me that way. Yeah, and like th- those are good. Those are good reasons. It's just a funny thing. It's like Rome is in in this the three big contenders for these kind of knowledge management systems. Mm-hmm. Evernote, Rome, and Notion are the big players, and Evernote is the dinosaur on the block, and Rome and Notion are the new kids on the block. But they're very different in the way that they act and of the three it's very clear that like rome is the tool that i should use but i don't like it and i cannot specify why but the flip side of that coin is that there is a tool that i shouldn't like but i totally love and that is obsidian which is the one i mentioned last time like i had been just investigating a little Mm -hmm. bit Mm -hmm. but like boy oh boy do i love obsidian and it's it is the reverse like i've got i've got a long list of things that i could tell you about why i shouldn't like obsidian but they don't matter because i just love it while i was editing the episode (laughs) before i was looking at the website again and i was listening to your description and i tell you gray i still do not understand what this application does (laughs) right I was looking at the images uh, that they put on the website. I was listening to you explain it to me for the second time while I'm going, yeah, yeah. And I, Gray, I don't understand it. I don't know why there's graphs. I don't know where the notes actually are. Like, I do not get it. I am pleased this one is interesting to you, but like... Oh, it's not it's not interesting. Like I love it, right? right. But like let, let me tell you, I've got all these reasons why I shouldn't. It's like, oh, it's an electron app. I hate electron apps, but you know what? Whatever. Like the programmers are doing an amazing job of making it feel like it's just a different tool and not a gross electron app. Looking at you, Slack. Right. So like I don't oh, I don't like that at all. It's a tiny development team. It's like two people. It's a brand new project. So like the the variance and uncertainty is incredibly high. They don't even have any monetization in in place right now. They've got a plan for like how they will monetize the app, but like they don't have it right now. All they have is an option to sign up and just give them some money to support the development, which I 100% did in exchange for nothing. I'm like, please keep building this app. I love it. Oh, it's Mac only, no iOS apps, no iPad apps. Probably never will be. I just assume never. Like it's on there really, they have a little Trello board for what's under development. And like on the farthest end, they're like very long term, you know, mobile apps. But even there, they're all, they're like long term projection is, is just a lightweight one, you know, something for capture and for access. But they're not even like they're not even dreaming that they're going to recreate the whole thing on iOS. What an incredible downside. I don't care. I love it. I've been playing around with it and it's just very obvious that of all of the digital tools, this is the one that just suits my brain the best and yeah, it's, you know, you can do the kind of Zettelkasten sort of thing. I think probably one of the clearest things I can say that is a function of why do I like it is it's very easy to open up a bunch of little windows. So I'm really trying to recreate this idea of all the notes are sort of index card sized. And if you think that these are like, these aren't endless scrolling text documents, these are index card sized pieces of information. Well, you can fit a lot of index cards on an iMac screen, 
And Obsidian makes it really easy to do that. Like every time you command click on a link in one of your notes, it'll just open up in a new window and like fit it somewhere on the screen. So it's a great way to be able to look at like a bunch of stuff at once. It really is very Linuxy, but in the good way, not in the way that Linux can be terrible. So uh, yeah, I, I would say I really like Obsidian. And for my own total self-interest, anyone who's tried Rome and has felt like, oh, they don't quite like it, give Obsidian a try, because I, I would like them to get a bigger user base and then to be able to have a monetization plan so that it continues to exist. But yeah, so that that is where I have fallen on the digital tool side. Obsidian, the app that I shouldn't love, but I really do. <laughs> oh, they also have an 80s theme, which is totally rad. <laughs> okay this episode of cortex is brought to you by expressvpn have you ever watched the office if you have you probably know that the u.s series is based on a uk series also called the office but what if i told you that there are nine other countries around the world with their own versions of the office that you've probably never seen i bet you didn't even know about them because they're not available in your country but you can access content available all around the world with no geo restrictions when you use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think that you're located. You can choose from nearly 100 different countries, giving you access to content that isn't usually available in your region. If you like watching shows and movies, ExpressVPN, it's a must-have. For less than $7 a month, ExpressVPN lets you access thousands of new shows and movies. On services that you're already using, like Netflix and Amazon Prime, it is a no-brainer, and it couldn't be easier to use. Just fire up the ExpressVPN app on your computer or TV, select location, and hit connect. I've done this a bunch of times myself, and what I really love is that things stream super fast. You would never even know that you were using a VPN. That's also, coincidentally, one of my very favorite features about ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is so incredibly fast, it doesn't slow your connection. You can stream content in HD quality with no issues. And I love how easy it is on my iPad and on my Mac. It's a simple app. You just press one button and you're connected. And I love that you can very easily choose the locations. Super simple to use. Absolutely fantastic. So get the most out of your streaming services today at expressvpn.com slash cortex. If you go to that URL, you'll get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Once again, that's expressvpn.com slash cortex, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash cortex. Go there now to learn more. A thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and Relay FM. You mentioned paint in your office blue. Mm-hmm. What else is going on in your quarantine? <sighs> well... I mean, I would say this has, without a doubt, been the most boring and uneventful time of my life. Yep. But I've also just loved it. Like, I've just loved every minute of it. Boring doesn't have to be bad. It depends on how you call what you're saying, right? It's boring in the sense that, like, you haven't gone anywhere. Yeah. It's, It's boring in the sense that... I painted my office blue Mm -hmm. is legitimately one of the biggest pieces of news I can present to you in my life. Right. (laughs) Like what, what has happened? Like my office is blue. And this, like if we're making a list of here's the top three most interesting things that have happened to gray in the past many months, like that easily makes the top three list. That's, that's what I mean by boring. Right. I like it. I like boring. And I, I was just looking at my calendar the other day and I realized I passed my, what, I, what I'm thinking of as my 
six month quarantine anniversary because I was looking at my calendar and it occurred to me, I was like, oh, what was the last social event that I did in person? And I realized, yeah, that was that was more than six months ago now it was the last time I socialized with a human being in person. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's like, oh, it was quite a while ago, but it's been great. <laughs> so, yeah. Very low-key quarantine, but it's nice. I mean, do you feel the same way? Do you feel like your life has no events? Different events. Different events. What do you mean by different events? Well, I mean, I still have things going on, right? Podcast-a-thon is happening, you know? Right. We're getting into new phone season. Um, These are things that always happen anyway. Mm. I have had that period of time up until now. Because things that typically happen for me between March and September call for lots of events that are only really occurring in person. But Mm -hmm. this time of year, kind of September to December, there's a lot of stuff happening for me which always happen the way that I'm doing them. So it feels like I'm getting a little bit of normalcy there, right? Like new iPhones, multiple product releases of different, mm-hmm. like all that kind of stuff. I always did that at home, right? So like right. those feel like normal. And also like our quarantine is different in that I have my studio, right? So I'm leaving mm-hmm. the house. I'm going to a place every day. I'm here basically every workday now, by the way. Mm. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, I have a commute again, which is interesting. I actually like it because it's a bit more activity. I can get work done on the commute, right? Like I'm, you know, like I'm finding all of the things that can be good about a commute. There are mm-hmm. bad things about commutes, sure. Like I have a travel card again, right? right. Like which is a weird thing. It's wow. been six years since I had a travel card. Um, <laughs> I kind of hate that I have to use the physical Oyster card that like TFO have not found a way to make a digital Oyster card in my phone, which they could totally do if they wanted to. Why, why don't you just use the, the contactless credit card thing? Because it's more expensive. Does, I, thought th- I thought it retroactively gave you the discount after you traveled the time. Yes, kind of. But also, if you're going to make it a business expense... It's uh, way easier to pay for it in a chunk than for me to right. be saving. Like, because TFO doesn't yes, generate yes. receipts, right? But I can yes, get a receipt of, of a travel card. Yes. Okay. I got right? it. That make, that makes sense. That so is frustrating. now I'm like with this friggin' Oyster card in my wallet, like a chump, <laughs> taking it out every day, beeping that it. It also feels like a real relic. I'm trying to think how long it's been since I've had a physical Oyster card. It's like, oh, I was a child who had just arrived in the I city. Know. It's, for me, <laughs> it has been six years, six years since I had an Oyster card. So I'm back on that again. Uh, but that, you know, that's kind of what it is. I have a pretty good like 11 to 7 routine. It's pretty standard for me. Like I don't typically get into the office before 10 Mm -hmm. which just fits with my routine and also means that i'm definitely not around any of the busy times of travel Mm -hmm. and for my route super chill every day there's barely anyone on the trains i can stay within good distance like it that feels i've not been concerned about that Mm -hmm. i did get a bag okay for your travel back and forth Mm -hmm. what bag did you get I got a bag called the Belroy Tote Pack, which you listening Cortexans might remember as I brought this bag up once before, back when Mega Studio was new, and you really talked me out of getting a new backpack. Yes, yes. 
But frankly, there isn't a situation right now where I can leave things here, right? There's things that I need to be at home and here because I can't leave things here safely. Okay, that, okay that's right. Because immediate lockdown can occur at any point. And okay, I have been right. proven in that fact because I had to self-isolate last week. So last weekend, I didn't feel too well. Okay. Right? Like I was just feeling under the weather. Mm-hmm. So... No reason to be paranoid. Could just be a, a cold. <laughs> Could just be a cold. But like you get any right. symptom now and you're like, well, I better check. So I got a COVID yeah. test. How, how was the COVID test? I've heard they're terrible. So I found it okay because people told me how bad it was. Okay. So this is different in different countries around the world. But in the UK, it's not very difficult to get tested. It's trickier right now, but like the mechanics of it aren't too bad. We just went online. I filled in a Mm -hmm. form. They mailed me a test. The tests are delivered by Amazon, which is like this weird dystopian but convenient thing. That is is really weird. That that does very much feel like the the movie where it's the corporate future mm-hmm. you know everything is brought to you by amazon even even your government covid test it's very by and large right because in wally the president of by and large is the president right right, so like, right. you know it's very close to that but honestly it was convenient right like it was it came yeah, on course. a sunday That's how it right happens. <laughs> and then uh, so we took the test i mean so if you don't know so th- the thing about the covid testing is here in the UK, if you have a car, you can drive to a drive through and someone will administer the test to you. Oh, yeah? But if you don't have a car, the best way to do it is they send you the test. But that means you do the test to yourself. And the instructions right. are like, okay, you have to take the swab. You have to rub it on, the tonsils, on your tonsils. Do not touch mm. your tongue. Do not touch your cheek. And it's like, is that even possible? Yeah, <laughs> right? I, I, like, could, I don't think I could do that. I did it. I did do it. Both me and Adina did it. And we didn't touch our tongues. It's It takes a lot of practice, like looking in the mirror and opening your mouth and being like, how do I need to open my mouth in such a way that I can see a clear path to my tonsils without touching my tongue? And like Adina was doing it by saying, ah, that worked for her. And mm-hmm. I could just do it by just being like very like, just paying attention. Right. It's like a game of operation is what you're playing. And also, yeah, staying calm too, right? Like you've got to be calm because it makes you want to gag, mm-hmm. right? But if you do that, your tongue moves. You stay really calm. Now, my brother had done one a few weeks ago and he had like really hyped it up to me as like, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. So going into it, I thought it was going to be really terrible. And really, it just ended up being kind of uncomfortable. But okay. that's fine. Because oh, the other thing is you then take that same swab and you stick it up your nose, which is so weird. Ugh. And you and as the instructions say, you keep pushing until you feel resistance. So that thing uh, no. just goes was, up in like there, Gray. It just goes up in there, you know, turn Ugh. it around, take it out, stick it up the other one. It's like uh it is it's a very like brutal and like a like brutalist type thing to do to yourself. Like mm-hmm. to administer this test to yourself in your own bathroom, it's very strange. Mm. But I'm happy that we have access to testing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, of, of course, you want access. Yes, granted, but it's still super you know. friggin' weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but you know unfortunately that it took us a little longer like in the in previous weeks it's been pretty quick but we had unfortunately hit we took our test in a week where there was a bank holiday so there was one less day of processing and mm-hmm. then also a week where for some reason there was just people lots more people testing themselves mm. um, and it seemed like the testing centers were overrun so we sent our tests off on Tuesday which is so weird because you put it in the post box Right. I know that they're in tubes and in bags, but like you see the boxes and you're like, oh no, right? Like I can imagine there's a postal worker. Right. It's like, yeah, just like very strange, right? Like anyway, so they then it goes off and you get a text and an email and they're like, you're negative. But it, mm-hmm. we didn't get that until Saturday evening. Mm-hmm. So I was home from Saturday to Saturday. And let me tell you, I do not want to go into lockdown again because I have gotten used to having an office now. Okay, so, so having tasted the freedom of yeah. mega office, yeah, the lockdown, the lockdown was much more brutal, much worse, yeah, because hmm. I couldn't prepare sense. properly, right? Because it just happened, mm-hmm. you know. Like so, there was stuff in the studio that I would have liked to have at home and didn't. Mm-hmm. One thing mm-hmm. that we did do was really, I think this was uh, spurred on by what was happening in the Gray household. We really tidied out Mega Office. Mm-hmm. So by the end of our isolation, it did feel nicer to be working in there because mm-hmm. I wasn't surrounded by mountains of boxes, right? right? As I described. So it did feel better. And now, like, I feel like, okay, I actually do need to put some effort into Mega Office for the time being in case we have to go back, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm so happy to be back in the studio again. But this is also like, why am I a week behind on physical podcast thumb prep? Because we lost a week at the studio. Right. Of course. Of course. Right. That makes sense. So we could have, we would have been a little bit further ahead with some of the setup. Mm-hmm. So I'm having to do a bit of catch up on that. But yeah, so that's my quarantine. I'm loving the studio, dreading lockdown. <laughs> and you tested negative. You, you failed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Test. Of course. I mean, of course I tested <laughs> negative. I'm back out in the world again. Although basically, like by the time I got my test back i was only two days away from being allowed to go outside again anyway because the current isolation time is 10 days right so i I mean i guess i guess in theory in this circumstance you would have actually wanted to test positive and just stay home for two more days and then like you know if it's possible to benefit from antibodies i would make the benefit right right but like the frustrating thing was i felt basically normal after three days but then couldn't Mm -hmm. go anywhere Right, because you don't know. You don't and then know. I'm a fool, right? Like I've got, a, I'm waiting on a test result. Like if it turns out, you know, like you don't want to be that person. You shouldn't be that person. If I got a test pending, I got to wait for the answer of the test before I go back outside again. Right, it's foolish. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Would would you? Yeah, you don't you don't want to be the the start of a new little cluster. Yeah, what will be known as the Hurley cluster. Right, yeah. <laughs> in London, there's a new <laughs> cluster. It was the person. Hurley cluster. This guy was commuting to work every day, even when he had a test pending. What an idiot. So, yeah, that's quarantine. Boring life is the best life, Mike. I mean, it is a life. You can get used to it. I I feel like I'm used to it. Yeah. Maybe a better word is placid. Like, what a Mm -hmm. placid, enjoyable stretch of time I've had. Is It was on my mind just because I can start to... I sort of mentioned this in the video, but like I'm just feeling the beginnings of like the cracks of social pressure coming back into my life and you know again it's it's this it's this difficulty of making decisions about what are and what are not acceptable risks 
but I'm feeling more aware of like this interregnum is coming to an end at some point. And that's why it like it struck me as curious. Like, I wonder how long it has been since I've seen someone in person, not my wife. And like, oh, it's six months. And yeah, I just I don't know. Like, I don't know when that first real break is going to happen, but it just it can feel a lot of the world like spinning back up and invitations and social pressures kind mm-hmm. of coming back in and but uh, but i mean yes they are occurring more but i do feel like it's easier to say no than before you can just say like no we're isolating yes right and and i think most people do the okay right like in the same way that like i have seen some friends and Mm -hmm. you know we're taking all of the recommended precautions but Mm -hmm. like it's pretty we're you know it's like people's like we're not like touching in any way Right? right, nothing. Right, like no mm-hmm. hugs, no nothing. And it's like I'm keeping that my family still. Like I've seen some family, but like we, there is no physical contact. Mm-hmm. Right, it's just like and and I've my personal result on that is everyone's like okay, like yeah, no yeah, yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not getting messages that are like get in the car, loser. We're going shopping. Right, like share this ice cream with me, Gray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's, there's there's none of that kind of stuff. It, but it's it's just I'm aware of like an exponential increase in the number of like, oh, come to this thing or like go over here. And it's like, no, please, no, I don't want to. No no one has has had even the slightest hint of a negative response. Right. But it's it's still like, again, it's just, it's the difficulty of making these decisions and these like, these risk calculations and, and trying to think about when are sensible points to reevaluate and i think one of the other things that's just on my mind is i've been aware that in the beginning my wife and i kept having like a really clear reevaluation schedule you know so it was like okay maybe there's a global pandemic coming we're gonna go into lockdown for two weeks and then we'll see what the deal is you know and that was like Oh God, this looks really bad. You know, yeah. we'll check back in in a month. Oh, it's worse than worst case scenario. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, like at one point, yeah. I remember we had we will reevaluate on Independence Day. Like American Freedom Day will be the day that we leave our quarantine. Yep. You know, and then that that reevaluation day came, and it was like, nope, <laughs> this is not happening yet. I remember in March mm-hmm. thinking. Maybe I can go to the Atlanta Pen show in April. Right. Also, like in April, thinking maybe I can be in Memphis for the podcastathon. Yeah. Like, these were all things where it's like, surely it will be taken care of by then. Yeah, exactly. But then at some point after Independence Day, and I don't know exactly when, we never really set a reevaluation point. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's just like, mm-hmm. I guess this is the thing now and mm-hmm. I, I think it is good to have dates to set as reevaluation points like i do i do think that was the only time in this whole period where my wife and i were like drifting a little bit it's because we just hadn't set a like when do we reevaluate it but now my wife's been looking at like expert advice and you know she's looking at oh okay end of 2021 is like maybe this is the reevaluation point who knows you know but it's just like just to have something in your mind i am maintaining right as i should be like being very aware being very vigilant all that kind of stuff right 
which is my preface to saying that I am finding myself thinking much more like looking around, seeing what's happening in the world, seeing the way that mm-hmm. retailers opening and, and, and dining, mm-hmm. and, you know, like just looking and, 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 and thinking to myself, you know what? Like, this is it, right? Like, this is how we're going to be for some mm-hmm. time. And there is a set of balances that as a society, if we're functioning properly, we can try and do. And mm-hmm. as individuals, we can do. And I'm basically like, I'm not getting upset anymore. I'm not freaking out anymore. I'm kind of just like, all right, like I'm in it. We're in it. And mm-hmm. we'll just keep going until we're not. Yeah, no, d- yeah, don't give me that. Yeah, there's, I'm there's not no, saying you're not saying that, but it's yeah. like, it's a similar mm. thing where like, I don't, I don't feel like I need like like you both did. Like I don't feel like I I need this sense of like, oh, maybe in a couple of months it'll be taken care of. Or I'm kind of just like, all right, like I'm in it now, and and I'm just gonna try and find life within these parameters and just get used mm-hmm. to it. Because if I don't do that, I don't know what how else I'm gonna feel. Like this is just where I am. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and and it makes sense, you know, and it's also, again, it's just trying to figure out where to set the dial with these things. The only thing that I have found genuinely frustrating is just like the not the inability to travel. And that and that's part of what the big like reevaluation point is as well is like, OK, when is the next time that if something came up that's interesting for a project, I would feel comfortable getting on an airplane to, you know, go investigate that project, right? That's, you know, that's a question. And then, you know, and then the other question on the, so that's like one big one. And that does feel like the 2021 reevaluation. Yeah. You know, but then on a much, on a much smaller scale, there's, there's just the question of like, I've never gone this long without some kind of graycation or without being on my own. And, you know, it's just, it's a funny thing. It's like, oh, losing all the socializing, no problem. But not having a, a period of time where I'm just actually completely isolated. Yeah. It's like, boy, it's been, been a long time since that. And, you know, my, my wife was looking at me the other day. She's usually the one who initiates this, where she's like you look like you could need a graycation and it's like, Oh, okay. How do we evaluate that as a risk? I have no idea. Like I just haven't even really thought it through, but those are the sorts of things where I'm just trying to think like, what are the trade-offs here? You know, what's, what is being too cautious? What is possibly being not cautious enough? Like it's, it's still extremely hard to judge. And it is in part of this feeling that like, I think, the vast majority of the world is basically where you are, Mike, of like, yeah, this is okay. This is the way things are, you know, for some indefinite period of time. And people are like getting on with their lives. I I think that's the way most of the world is. So yeah, it's just, it's just thinking about things in, in those contexts, but that's partly why I just, I feel like there's some, some kind of cracks coming and I just, I don't know what the first thing to crack will be. Like, maybe my wife will find some totally isolated place to dump me for two weeks, you know, for like a graycation. And that mm-hmm. will represent the first kind of 
quarantine break. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't know. I just don't know what's what the situation's going to be. We have a couple of staycations coming up. We have a family event, and then uh, we're doing something for Adina's birthday. So what are you what are you doing in terms of the physicalness of it? What does that mean? Like, is the family getting together? Are you going to some place and staying overnight? We're going to a place for a few days. Like, we're all going okay. to a place for a few days. If it goes well and it, it all works out and everyone has fun, like, I can imagine me and Adina doing more of that stuff throughout the rest mm-hmm. of the year. Mm. You know, finding a hotel, just going to stay, just to change the scenery. Yeah, yeah. And even with that, I, ha- I have been more in the outside world lately, like, the you know, the physical outside space. You have, okay. I, I do have a question. I have a question, a feedback question for the audience. Okay, so, so masks, right? Mm. Everybody's wearing them. Mm-hmm. I think my face is too big for a mask. Like, yeah, okay. I cannot find a mask that seems to fit. It's like the distance between... The top of my nose and the bottom of my chin is too large. All right. I was having this problem. Okay. Uh, I'm going to send you a link. You're not going to like it. I'm going to send you a link. I feel like I'm not going to like it, Mike. Adidas make masks. Okay. I mean, they have an Adidas logo on them. I don't know how you feel about that. That's what I think that you might not like. These are my favorites. These are my favorites. They're made. They're not. It's difficult to explain what they're made from, but they're kind of like, they feel like a little spongy in a way. Okay. Get a pack of these. They have the medium and large. Like they have, they have small, medium, medium, large, right? Two sizes. Get okay. the medium, large. It's 15 pounds for three pack. These are my favorites. They fit me the best. I was having okay. this problem too of like, that I cannot find, I could not find many options that would cover my nose to, to all the way under my chin. These do that. I really like them. Yeah, or like I I would find something that would cover until I would open my mouth at all and then it would just, it would come and not work. Uh, um, I mean, okay, if, if you can do, I've been able to do a bit of talking, but if I talk for a bit, it will slip off. But I think that, that you'll never find an option. No, I, I'm going to find an option, and this is part right. of the reason why I'm asking the audience. Okay. It's like, hey, listen, there's got to be someone else out there whose face is too big, but who also wants like an N95 mask to protect them from all the things. All right, well, <laughs> right? the N95 like, this much is, this part must exist. I can't help you with because the, the, mm-hmm. these Adidas ones are just cloth coverings, right? Yes, no, I can, I can see that. I'll, I'll take them. I'll take them over nothing, right? Like if something just fits. Try, I mean, it has a, it has a pocket for a filter, so you know mm-hmm. you can go wild. Get those and see, but okay, you are asking for this feedback. Mm. How will you? How are you aiming to collect it? Where do you want people? The Reddit. To send people to go Reddit. into okay. go into the Reddit. That's okay. the way to do it. There's no one home on Twitter. Just send stuff to the Reddit. Okay, that's that's the best way to find stuff. Well, that's why I wanted to make it very clear because there's two things that I don't want to happen, which is I don't want to field tweets or get emails. Right. Yeah. D- yeah. Don't send stuff to Mike. That'd be terrible. It doesn't happen to me very often, but like if you ask something specific like this, I know I'm going to get caught up in it. Yeah. That's that's my request. Okay. I will. I mean, I will happily benefit from this crowdsourcing because yeah. I'm always on the lookout for new masks. The Adidas ones are the ones that I have liked the most, but okay. they are far from perfect. Yeah, I, I hate the logo. It's ugly. I mean, look what I what I really want is a Cortex brand mask. 
That's the thing that I actually want here. Yeah, but I it doesn't know. exist. It doesn't exist. It, look, this is not for a lack of trying on my part, right? Like, but it's this is the thing that to get right seems to be pretty tricky. So Yes, but that's, but that's what I would like to bring into the world mm-hmm. is the Cortex brand mask. But it doesn't exist. So in the meantime, help me out, Cortexans. Feedback in the Reddit.